If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 6. Be looking at verse 23. Now, mankind does not seek after God. There is absolutely no way on earth for us to do it. Why? It's because of sin. Sin is the reason that man cannot seek after God. Now, we looked last week at how we are ensnared by sin. And it's this ensnarement that makes it impossible for us to seek God. And this happened because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden. Because of their sin, we are sinful. We're born sinful. Sin is imparted to us through the male line starting with Adam. It went from Adam to Cain to Abel to Seth and then from from Cain and Seth all the way down to us. The only person that was born without sin was Jesus Christ, and that is because he was born of the Virgin Mary, his father is God, and thus sin was not imparted to him. And because of sin and the sin nature, we are spiritually dead. And something that is dead cannot seek anything. Why? Because it's dead. 
And because of sin, we are spiritually dead. Look at Romans 6.23. It's written, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you today, I just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, and just overshadow us through your love and watch care. And Lord, I just pray that you would just speak through me today, give me the words to say, that you would just forgive us where we have failed you. And Lord, I also just pray for this church, that you would just help us to be a light to the community, that you would just Help us, Lord, to be a part of your kingdom and help us just to work in your kingdom. And Lord, I just pray that you would just, again, be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care, that if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you would just speak to their hearts today. And Lord, again, I just pray that you would just speak through me, just lift up this message today, Lord, and let the words be your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, this is a very familiar verse of Scripture, and it's one that we've looked at in the past, but as we look at being ensnared by sin and what all of that means, we really need to look at this verse And today, what I want to do is focus on the first part of this verse. Now, we'll look at the second part of it, but I want to really focus on the first part and what that means. Now, in the first part of the verse, Paul says that sin has a wage. It has a wage, a payment that is made for it. And that wage, as Paul says, is death. Now this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. If you turn back to Genesis, chapter 2, verse 17, you're going to see God telling Adam that if Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he would die. Now, the penalty for eating of that tree, for violating God's command, was two parts. Now it was death, but it was physical death, and it was spiritual death. One day, because of Adam's sin, we're all going to die if the Lord tarries. But the other part of that penalty was spiritual death. The sin of disobeying God brought death. Now, here in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, Paul is not looking at the physical penalty of it. He's looking at the spiritual penalty. Now, why would Paul do that? Now, if you think about it, there's really no need to look at the physical penalty of it because we're all going to physically die. Paul is more interested in the spiritual penalty and a way and the way that we can get out of that spiritual penalty. And we see that by what he says. The wage of sin is death, spiritual death. But then he 
looks at the spiritual gift. How to get out of the spiritual death. For the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he talks about the spiritual wage, and then he tells us about the spiritual gift, eternal life. How we can get out of the spiritual penalty, death. So sin brought the wage of spiritual death. And then Paul tells us how we can be made spiritually alive through Jesus Christ. But how does that happen? Look, turn over real quick to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And then we're going to jump down and look at verses 4 and 5. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 And verses 4 and 5, Paul writes about how God is the one that makes us alive. How do we get out of spiritual death, that spiritual penalty for sin? It's by the work of God through Jesus Christ. And look at what Paul writes in chapter 2, verse 1 of Ephesians. And you hath he quickened that were dead in trespasses and sins. And then verses 4 and 5, but God which is rich in mercy through his great love, wherewith he loved us even when we were dead by sins, hath quickened us together in Christ, whose grace ye are saved. By whose grace ye are saved. So what Paul writes is, is that it's God who brings us alive. He quickens us, makes us spiritually alive. Again, Paul is not talking about physical Life. We have physical life. The people he was writing to at Ephesus had physical life, but they were spiritually dead at one point. And here Paul is talking about spiritual life. God makes us alive. He quickens us spiritually through Jesus Christ. And this brings me back to my first statement. Mankind cannot seek God. Why? Because we're dead. And because we're spiritually dead, we need God to make us spiritually alive. And that is why it is God who seeks man. Something dead cannot seek God. But God seeks the dead. The spiritually dead. God is the one who seeks us. And that's what Jesus says in Luke 19.10. What does he say? For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was It is Jesus Christ that God sent to seek us. This was one of the reasons Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. The spiritually dead. We can't seek after God because of sin. 
because we are dead in sin and ensnared by sin. We're under the bondage of sin, as Martin Luther says. And it's Christ who breaks the shackles of sin. It's Christ, whenever we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, it is Christ who comes into us and brings us from the state of spiritual death to spiritual life. And this is all a work of the Holy Spirit. It's all a work of God. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And because of sin, we're lost. Now what does it mean to be lost? You know, we hear that all the time. We pray for the lost. We're to go and try and reach the lost. But what does it mean to be lost? Lost has two meanings. Two meanings. Now if you look over in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 18, Paul says that we're not to walk as other Gentiles walk pretty much in spiritual darkness having the understanding darkened. Think about that. If you're in a place that is utterly black, say you go to Mammoth Caves and you're in Mammoth Cave and your light goes out. You're in utter darkness. Can you find your way out? No, you're lost. That's what lost means. Because of spiritual darkness, because of this spiritual death, because our understanding is darkened and we're ensnared by sin, there's no way for us on our own to find our way to God. We're lost. That's the first meaning of lost. So basically, we have no light and we grope around trying to find our way. And we can't because we're dead. The second meaning of of being lost deals with hell. Because of spiritual death, we're on our way to hell. And without God, we are a lost cause. That's the second meaning of being lost. But Jesus, as he tells us, seeks the lost. He comes to seek and to save that which was lost. And what does Jesus do? What does Jesus say that he is? 
I am the light of the world. He brings light to spiritual darkness. So through Christ, whenever we receive Christ, we receive this light and then we find our way through Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Thus we are no longer lost through Christ. We have our way to the Father. We have light, his light, to guide our path. And we're no longer lost. Jesus seeks the lost, bringing them from spiritual darkness to spiritual light. And when we receive him as Lord and Savior, we are no longer lost. We're brought out of that bondage, that ensnarement of sin. And we are saved from spiritual death. We're saved from the second death, which is the lake of fire. We're saved from hell. We are no longer lost in darkness and no longer lost to hell. Notice what Paul writes in in 6.23, that last part of the verse. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. Gift of God is eternal life. God gives us a gift. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he does that because God sent him as a gift to us. He gives us the gift of eternal life out of his grace, out of his mercy. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, sin has a wage. And that wage is death. Spiritual death. Yet God seeks and saves us through his Son, Jesus Christ. And he offers us this gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we gain this gift by believing on Christ. You know, I'm going I'm to say it. I guess I've, I might have said it before. I do not like it when someone says they accept Christ. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. The word accept is never in the Bible. It says we believe on Jesus Christ. Believe. Not accept. Believe on him. You know, we're not accepting a contract. We're believing on Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what Paul tells the Philippian jailer in the book of Acts. 
in the book of Acts when Paul and Silas are in the jail at Philippi and God sends the earthquake to open all the doors and loosen all the shackles, the jailer's going to kill himself and Paul stops him. And then the man comes in there trembling and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul says, Believe. He didn't say accept. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. When Peter was talking to Cornelius, Peter tells Cornelius, Believe. That's how we gain eternal life. We believe on Christ. Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost and the way that we are saved is by faith, belief on Jesus Christ. Faith in what he has done for us on the cross. Faith that he is the son of God believing everything about him. And seeing it as real through the eyes of faith. As we're told in Hebrews. Faith gives substance to the things that are not seen. That's how we're saved. We don't seek God because we can't. Because we're spiritually dead. But once we hear the gospel... And the Holy Spirit works in our heart because Christ is out seeking him to save that which was lost. We can believe on Jesus Christ. And through Christ, what once was lost is found. And what once was dead is made alive. Alive through Christ. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, I just thank you for your word. Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Just continue to overshadow us, Lord, with your love and watch care. And if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, come as we sing. Yeah.